Where are you cowboys and cowgirls at? Hey everybody, this is Dan Hillenbrand and welcome to Modern Cowboy, the podcast for the cowboy lifestyles and businesses around the world. I'm glad you're here, so sit back in your saddle and prepare to be inspired, motivated, educated, and entertained as I interview a new guest each week that embodies the modern cowboy. This episode is sponsored by Modern Cowboy Performance Nutrition, the brand for cowboys and cowgirls. Get and stay cowboy fit this new year with the Cowboy Whey Protein. If you want to lose weight and gain lean muscle, the Cowboy Whey can help. The Cowboy Whey is available in delicious chocolate and creamy vanilla with 24 grams of protein, 160 calories, and only 2 grams of sugar. Get yours at www.thecowboywhey.com. And that's whey spelled W-H-E-Y, hence the protein. And be sure and register on the website to get 10% off your order. Get and stay Cowboy Fit this new year at www.thecowboyway.com. And also, follow us on Instagram at Modern Cowboy Performance. And I'll see you back at the ranch. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Modern Cowboy Podcast. Uh, Super excited to have uh, my guest on today, Scott Mendez. He is the founder and executive director of Western Harvest Ministries, and I'm just looking forward to getting into discussion with him and and just talking about his career and everything that's led up to him uh, doing what he's doing today. First, I just want to give a shout out to uh, good friends of mine and uh, great knife makers, uh, Nine Lazy Three Knives uh, out in Colorado, Mike Gibson, Mike and Tuff. They make Super cool cowboy knives. I actually just received a couple more. The um, original pistol is the one I just received. I'll be posting some pictures of that later today, but they're very cool. Just check them out. You can check them out on Instagram at 9Lazy3Knives. Again, that's Mike Gibson. Uh, They make some really, really cool knives. So, hey, like I said, we've got uh, Scott Mendez on the podcast today. Um, Super excited to have him. Uh, So, Scott, hey, welcome to the Modern Cowboy Podcast. You bet. Thank you, Dan, for having me. Yeah, yeah. I know we've been we've been trying to get this uh, uh, set up for a little while now, and and messaging back and forth. And I'm glad we finally finally got it together. But um, you know, I remember y- your career in the, in the PRCA and in the in the, the PBR uh, back in the late uh, '90s and early 2000s. Uh, if you would just kind of uh, bring the audience up to up to date, you know how you got involved in, in rodeo and in the cowboy lifestyle, and, and and what led you up to what you're doing today. Yeah, not a problem. Uh, just first of all, I want to say what a blessing it is to be with you and all your listeners on the Modern Cowboy. I think what you're doing is awesome for the fact of just preserving history and and keeping everybody current. So thank you, and thank you to all your lis- listeners in this interview. Um, yeah, it's been an interesting ride. I guess, uh, like any young man, I, I always dreamed about being a cowboy and the good Lord really blessed me with that opportunity coming from a, a family that had that background. Uh, my grandfather was an original turtle back in the forties and rodeoed with Jim shoulders and, uh, Casey Tibbs and all those guys. And so, uh, just kind of runs in the family, what I was able to do later in life. My dad was a tough bull rider. Of course, my younger brother, he uh, rode bulls well and had a great career. And so uh, not knowing as a child that I could, uh, you know, use that as a, a way to making a living, but uh, it turned out to be pretty good. Getting on my first calf uh, at an early age of five years old, I was pretty well hooked from that point on. 
Yeah, we we hear that a lot. Once once if if it, if, if it's in your blood, uh, once you once you get on one of them, it, it's it's hard to stay off them. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. It's been awesome though. Uh, you know, like I said, my grandfather he was from the West Coast, and gosh, he was able to ride in Madison Square Gardens. And so, you know, growing up, you hear about what Grandpa did. You see some pictures of your dad on the wall as he was riding. And of course, I was really blessed to. I think one of the greatest things about uh, you know that helped my career was the fact growing up in a ranching family. The big question is: is can I be a cowboy or a great bull rider if I don't come from an agricultural family? western background and, and the answer is certainly yes but it could be a little bit harder and so just uh wanting to be like my dad and and some of his heroes at that time and growing up i actually grew up in a cell barn in turlock california i was born in visalia california in 1969 and my mom and dad had a divorce and separated when i was about four years old which really you know kind of is a platform that led me into the ministry and uh so she was from texas and uh, having my mother's side, having a lot of ministry and a lot of background with that. And of course, my father, the legacy of rodeo, his side of the family. It's been an interesting ride. Yeah, that's that's it's amazing. And I, and I when you mentioned that your brother too, your brother, Tony Mendez, I I I'd forgot about that, that uh, that uh, you you guys uh, actually bull rode. And, and then now, didn't you guys make it uh, to the finals one year, the same year together? Yeah, we did. That was my last year, 2001. I would requalify, and uh, we traveled a little bit that year, and it was a lot of fun. It was exciting to be with him. Believe it or not, I was more nervous when he rode than when I rode, but I think that's pretty normal in, in uh, siblings. <laughs> yeah. Well, what do you what do you think, uh, or what do you see, you know, today that's uh, changed from you know, say the the 90s uh, till now in in bull riding? What what's the biggest things that you've seen change? Wow, what a great question, Dan. Um, you know, obviously it seems to be there's more money. I know it costs more to travel too, so there's kind of gives and takes in every area. Um, there's some talented young men that are competing today. And I mean, your Sage Kimsey's, JB Mooney's, the Brazilians. I mean, there's some guys that ride really, really good. I think, you know, for me, I don't want to be one of those older guys that say, you know, we, we rode better back in the day when they really bucked. We just rode what we had available at that time in our career and of course we got on a lot of you know rodeo and big eliminator bulls trying to knock our heads off but uh, the breeding program made a big difference and uh, the, the increased money made a lot of difference we, we stood for a lot of stuff then that I think is being fruitful today and uh, so it's exciting to watch how that's evolving and um, again the competition is as tough as ever and those guys are riding what they're putting underneath them today. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is super exciting to see the sport grow in, in the whole Western industry. And, and again, that's, you know, what this platform's about too, just to, to help grow that cowboy rodeo and Western lifestyle and culture uh, fan base and, and just knowledge about it. Now, um, there was a, was there a specific thing that happened, you know, that directed you uh, towards the ministry and towards, uh, you know, just uh, leading people to Jesus? Yeah, without a doubt. I wanted to add one thing to our last question there, Dan. You know, I think the fact that when, when we were competing and the PBR became formatted, uh, for, formulated and formatted and to be a part of that, you know, at that time, the national finals was just the bread and butter. It was the gold. 
at the end of the rainbow it was everything that we wanted to get there. And when I can remember in 1991, my first finals, just about every hero I had was in the locker room with me. And I was one of the new guys in the rookie. And so, you know, you just have to really kind of bear down and uh, wait your turn and try to be the best you could. But so there was a lot of focus and uh, a lot of champions in one area. And today there's so many choices that these guys have to compete at. And, and so I think that kind of makes a little bit of a difference as well. So each one has its pros and cons, but you have to be very selective about where you're at and how you manage your career. And, and uh, the, the game of actually getting on a bull and holding on for eight seconds, that's not going to change and never will. But there's a lot of variables and different formats. And so, um, yeah, I just wanted to add that. No, the ministry, uh, it's kind of like bull riding. I believe that, you know, God formed us in our mother's womb. He has a vision and a plan. And I just love working with young people in the Western lifestyle because it's really about identity and about understanding that what we do is not who we are. It's just what we do and that we should be um, strong, godly men and role models and try to do everything we can in our careers to understand that there's people watching us that want to do what we're being blessed and being able to do, which is be a professional athlete. So for me, I'd mentioned earlier that my mom came from a ministry background. My, my mother's father, my grandfather, he was known as the Texas Billy Graham. He had quite a, a ministry back in the day. And, and before he went to be with the Lord, he just prayed over me and my wife and, and actually said the words, I want to pass my mantle to you, grandson. So I believe that uh, that was a transfer of wealth of wisdom and knowledge and a desire to serve the Lord. And uh, it means a lot today to to be able to have those mentors and ministry in the background. But, of course, we, we try to use it today with Western Harvest to impact lives with extreme sports and just give young men the opportunity to perform and treat everybody as if they're a world champion as they come and make decisions to follow Christ. Yeah. Now, what, when did you, what year did you found uh, the Western Ministries? Actually, we incorporated uh, Western Harvest Ministry in 2003, and so I retired in 2005. But uh, before that, we were kind of, my wife and I, we had a little slogan, and that's a long story, too. We probably won't get into that with all your viewers, but I can say this. He that finds a good wife finds a good thing because my wife, Angel, although she didn't really come from the rodeo background, she rode some hunters and jumpers. She's been a blessing and uh, we've been married for 23 years and we homeschool our kids and just what a rock, what a support. She pretty much humbles me and keeps me in order. And I think that's a balance that, uh, you know, I really, really needed in my life. Yeah. Well, I, I can uh, attest to that. I have, I've been blessed myself with my wife. We've been married 30 years and together 32. And uh, if it wasn't for her, uh, yeah, I don't know what road I may have been down on, but uh, I, I, I can understand that fully. Absolutely. And what I was saying about that, you know, when I first became a Christian, I didn't know what the Lord could use in my life because I was a kid that barely graduated high school. Uh, I was pretty wild and kind of strung out. I was really goal driven. I went to college for one day after winning a couple state championships in high school for Nevada. My dad would eventually move to Reno. That's where he manages a uh, government lease today. He's got a big ranch out there that we run cattle on and and so at that time, um, you know, just being able to uh, make some decisions. But I had a little slogan that uh, we used to have. It was called Spurring with Jesus. And we had a tagline that said, where winning was eternal. And 
I just said, Lord, if you could use my life, um, here I am. And, and, uh, boy, he certainly started directing my life and I'd have a lot of challenges in front of me and some opportunities for some testing that would later on help my career and help me to become a champion in him first. And then the world would show up a little bit later, but spurring with Jesus was never really incorporated as a 501c3. And of course, in business, you have to have the right vehicle so that people can support you and help you to go down the road in partnership. So we restructured under Western Harvest Ministries uh, in 2003, three in the state of, te- in, in state of Texas. And uh, we've been operating ever since. That's great. That's great. Now <clears throat> I, I, I was doing a little research and uh, you know, recently, you know, Mason Lowe, lost his life in bull riding. And then uh, another young man, uh, Brent Thurman, uh, who was uh, lost his life in a bull riding incident too back in 94. Um, you, you and Brent were, were good friends? Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad you brought that up, Dan. Everywhere I go, I get a chance to share that because that is a part of my testimony. And it, it, it really is a uh, defining moment in my, in my career. And so uh, most people may remember, but that particular day when Brent was killed, I was one of the last five guys to ride. And really, all I had to do was ride my bull that I had drawn, and I would have been a world champion in 1994. But the amazing moment that I realized when Brent passed was if that was me, I would miss heaven. And I had a lot of people that invest in me as a reckless young cowboy people praying for me, my praying grandmother, rodeo pastors. And so it just really opened my eyes to understand it's not really about earthly accomplishments Mm -hmm. as much as it is spiritual character. And I was living my life pretty recklessly. I was, you know, gambling, drinking, partying, doing all those things. And I was trying to be a good person, but uh, being a good person really wouldn't give me that over the top character that I needed. And so that particular day is, Brent passed. Um, I fell off that particular bull. I rode that bull a few weeks later for 94 points and <laughs> won a big one and won a big bull riders only deal on him. And, and so I, it was my way of believing that the Lord was telling me I, I could get as close as I wanted to just naturally in my own flesh and my own efforts and strength. But to go that extra step would be determined by him and in his timing. And so we all know the story. I competed for three more years made some decisions to just stay focused in my rodeo on. And of course that championship would show back up. And so I just want to encourage everybody. If you've been through some challenges, um, trust God and he's got a plan and it will ultimately come to pass. Yeah. And you know, it's, uh, it's interesting, you know, I'm, I've, you know, never rodeoed in the PRCA or anything, but I've, I've had the opportunity to be able to, you know, meet a lot of people and come in contact with them. And I actually, um, knew Brent, uh, I met him, um, when I lived up in Northern California and uh, he actually would come over to this one place, we'd rope a little bit over there. And he was actually was a patient of mine for a little bit. I was a chiropractor and he'd come into the office there uh, every once in a while and get adjusted. So I, I did have the opportunity to meet and know him. And, uh, and uh, that was uh, quite a tragic thing, you know, when it happened, but that's part of the games we well know. And it uh, just like what just happened recently with Mason Lowe, that's uh, the same deal. It's a, a dangerous, dangerous sport. For years, FSR Cattle Company has been known for their premium roping cattle, used and endorsed by multiple world champions and NFR qualifiers. But did you know that FSR is also the home of quality rope horses for all levels? 
from professional team roping to the novice level. A trip to Weatherford, Texas and to the FSR headquarters will give you a variety of horses to choose from. FSR Cattle Company will arrange transport for your new horse back home and a free ride back to the airport for you. For your convenience, we accept credit cards for all horses found at FSR. We strongly believe in matching team ropers with horses they can work and win with. So when you back in the box on a horse you found at FSR Cattle Company, you know you're mounted to win. Visit us online at FSRCattleCompany.com or in the office at 817-598-1222 and let us help find your next winner. Again, that's FSRCattleCompany.com. Yeah, Brent was a great guy. A lot of people, when I share my testimony, I do. I have, of course, a ministry, so I have national speaking engagements. I minister at colleges and high school assemblies and uh, for the FCA has a cowboy chapter that I oversee. And, you know, as I go, that's probably the thing that drives me the most is when we're young and reckless in life, we really don't know our true identity is that, especially in a game like rodeo, where we're crawling on 2000 pound bulls every day, maybe multiple bulls a day. And if something was to happen, do we really have the assurance and the security of knowing where we would spend eternity because the fact is real that there is an eternity and we will spend it in one place or the other. And so, you know, Brent and I talked about that in some of our travels. Um, and then that happened. And of course, Mason Lowe, I've been really blessed the last couple of years to go out to the PBR finals. And, you know, he's a guy that's getting on and obviously focused. And so it's a sad thing to see that. And we prayed the best for their families and, that's what I spend most of every year is trying to get in front of as many young people as I can to share the stories and the wisdom and the things that I really would help them to become better athletes um, as a person. Because a lot of times if we carry negative things into our competition, it just takes away from the focus that we need when we're riding. And, and of course, dangerous things can happen. But, you know, rodeos lost a lot of guys. You could put Glenn Keeley in there. Some of my dear friends are in, in wheelchairs, and uh, it's, a it's a tough sport, so all the more reason that we should truly know who we are. Yeah, absolutely. Now, what do you guys see moving forward? Uh, I, I think I was reading something about you've got a new uh, property that you guys are developing for the ministry. Yes, absolutely. Well, we have 15 acres here in Weatherford, Texas, and that's our homestead. We do some camps and clinics here. Most of the time in the summer, I'm helping other ministries and different outreaches. And so I've actually become a pro rodeo chaplain. We do rodeo Bible camps where I'll, uh, you know, be the chaplain. Plus, I'll instruct the bull riding because with my background and credentials in bull riding, I love to instruct and, and to help kids, you know, with their fundamental skills. And so we stay quite busy in the summer and then, uh, of course, in the winter and the, and the fall and the spring and different things that we're doing. We're also incorporated some media involved with that. We've got a couple mobile apps. I've been acting and producing film and uh, documentaries. And so it's been real exciting to take that vehicle to share, share some of the things that God is doing in the ministry and in the career and then be able to move that forward where people can watch that and see it. Yeah. So that, that's great. You, you are busy. And, and then how many, how many kids do you guys have? Yeah, we have, Angel and I have, my wife Angel, we have three children. My oldest son, Caden, is 21. He's a team roper. Uh, my daughter's uh, 15, fixing to be 16, Jordan. She's uh, also competing in North Texas High School Rodeo. And then my youngest boy, Colton, will be 12 in two weeks. And uh, 
he's my little rancher. He says, I don't know if I want to ride him, dad, but I'd like to own him. I said, that'll work. <laughs> that's, that's great. That's great. Hey, so what, what, um, what, what do you see? What, what's the biggest challenge, you know, for you guys in, in your ministry and in, in, in uh, just growing it and building it? Uh, and what, what are some of the biggest, you know, obstacles you had to overcome? Well, let me, if I could just for a minute back up, you know, one of the things I started doing when I was competing was I had a couple of training camps and we actually called the training camps conquering the beast. And uh, those were fun. And of course, as I was working with the kids, I always encouraged them not to get ahead of their self in their riding abilities and enter too strong a competition or things like that before they're ready. And so the Lord just laid it on my heart one day is, you know, we, we, we caution the kids where to go, but why don't you provide a place for them to go? And so we formed a Christian bull riding league called Conquering the Beast. It's a two-hour program where we engage with a speaker at halftime, just, you know, a 15-minute testimony and a word of encouragement for young, young adults, uh, a Christian artist, and then, of course, a, a, you know, an hour and a half long bull riding. So those have been real exciting. We produced 30 or 40 of them across the nation here the last several years. And uh, those are a way that we can reach out to the community. The guys can ride in front of spectators, and then we could have a witness to be able to put these things on, alcohol-free, good family environment, you know, leadership programs. It's a lot of fun. So Conquering the Beast was, was really always in my heart. Now we're nationally branding it. But the thing about Conquering the Beast, Dan, is it's really not uh, the bulls that we're riding that we can see in the natural. It's more about the spiritual struggle that these young men are going through. Um, like I said earlier, I didn't have the opportunity to grow up in a, in a, in a home that was very secure and stable. My dad was a hardworking cowboy, but there was a divorce. And so sometimes we carry things over in life and it, it, it gives us a hardness, a little bit of a shell there. And so through the events in the ministry and working with these guys, we can kind of begin to chip away at that and then let the love of the Lord really embrace their hearts and once they're freed up then they can go into you know rodeoing and riding bulls the right way and so that's been uh, a real exciting but uh, yeah i just wanted to kind of put that out there with what conquering the beast was and so it's really the analogy of what's going on in the realm of the soul the mind the will the emotion and uh, a lot of times we have things in there that if we can remove them and place some good things in there that we'll see a better a better in, uh, outcome in the end. And so we really want to help these young men to, you know, be able to make it through their career. And then what kind of individual would he be after his career is over? Yeah, that's great. And it's it's so true, you know, that uh, you can have things that, uh, you know, happen to us when we're younger or experiences we live through, uh, things that we just link up in our minds uh, that just affect the way we behave and, 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 uh, you know, go about life. And if you can make, make those changes in, in mindset and belief and, uh, you know, especially having somebody that, uh, you know, you look up to and respect, uh, help you, you know, make those changes. It can have a huge impact, uh, on the rest of your life and everybody else that you come in contact with as well. So that's, I think that's just a great thing you guys are doing. Absolutely. And I, and I apologize, Dan, your question was, what are some of the hardest struggles that we see in our ministry? And, you know, as a nonprofit ministry, we always are um, challenged by building better partnership. You know, there's partners that would maybe send in an offering of $50 here and there. There's some corporate guys that can do some stuff quarterly. And so all that support, and this, this has been a ministry that has really 
trusting in the Lord all these years. We started with a $10,000 seed offering in 2003, and we've never looked back. And uh, we've got pretty close to running a little bit low, but God always provides. And it amazes me at the opportunities um, that he puts us in front of. I've been on Christian worldwide television multiple times. Um, been able to really live my dreams, but along the way, know that it's more about his dreams and what he's set me on course to do. And that my challenge is, is as a leader and who as much has been given, can I be responsible to be a steward of that and to help other people to understand it? It's just not something about me. It's more about my relationship with the Lord and how can we encourage others to make that decision that will lead their life in victory, whether it's husband and wife or children and their principles. I mean, we've seen a, a lot of things that we've dealt with, but uh, it's all in love and by his grace. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's just a, it's a great thing you're doing, Scott. And, and uh, I just, uh, you know, take my hat off to you, man. It's just a uh, very commendable. Now, how can people, uh, you know, get a hold of you or, or learn more about your ministry. Um, you guys have website and your social media. Oh yeah. Without a doubt. We have all that stuff. We need more people in the office to oversee it, but <laughs> you, you know, it's really hard. I didn't name the ministry, you know, after my name, I, I felt that Western harvest was the name that God had really clearly given us. He said we would harvest all the lives that we've impacted, um, you know, through our ministry. And, and, and that's something we really didn't talk about. I, I made some decisions, Dan, to, you know, take a stand in the arena to be a man of character. And that cost me a lot of money and endorsements and prestigious status and staying with different groups. Um, but again, I, I, people have to remember that was something that the Lord had spoke to me to do. And, you know, it's really about obedience and following that word that he's given you. And so, in, in doing that, we went, you know, directly from my career retiring in 2005 to doing these camps and engagements and properties and all the things that we're doing. And it, it's just been an incredible ride to, to see where he takes us each and every year. And uh, the audiences get bigger and there's more children and more partners. And uh, he, he's just really an awesome God that we serve. But um, no, I, I, I totally... Uh, believe in what you're doing. We're like you. We have a lot of websites. So not naming the ministry after my name, people remember after I speak my name. So you can go to scottmendes.com. And from there, there'll be a, a lot of different links that you can click on, whether you wanted to go to westernharvestministries.com, Western Harvest Media. You can begin to see some of the apps that we have and some of the various schedules that will be on throughout the year. So those are some of the ways that you could connect with us. So through your website and uh, your other social media, people can can donate or contribute to uh, uh, Western Harvest Ministries that way? Uh, yes, sir, for sure. Okay, great. So now I always ask everybody on the show uh, three, three questions. So I got to ask you, uh, do you have a favorite hat brand? <laughs> well, actually I do. I've been endorsed by different hat companies, of course, throughout my career. Um, but I would say being born, born on the 4th of July, the American Hat Company and Keith Mundy and Keith Maddox have been very, very good to us. And uh, even after my bull riding career, providing me with some hats that I take on a lot of television exposures and movies and interviews and stuff. So I, I believe American Hat is, is doing an excellent job in the industry. 
Awesome. And, and how about, how about cowboy boots? Your favorite brand? <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a lot of, man, there's a lot of really good custom boots out there. Um, I'd have to be pretty true living here in the Fort Worth, Weatherford, Texas area. Justin was one of my uh, past sponsors and uh, John Justin has been so giving to the sport of rodeo through the Justin medicine program. And uh, I think they do a very good job as well. Awesome. And then the last one is, uh, you got a favorite, favorite cowboy movie? <laughs> favorite cowboy movie. Well, I'm going to kind of date myself in age here. Of course, we've already talked about my career, but yeah, there, there's, there's some good movies when, that uh, I watched uh, that are really old classics. Some may not even remember, but I love the movie, the long riders and outlaw Josie Wells movies like that. And funny that you should ask because my production company, we're, we're making family friendly Westerns. And, uh, you know, getting that action into these family films and the budgets that we needed, that we need to do that has been an incredible ride. And uh, the, the Western, as you know, with modern cowboy is very important that we keep the American cowboy alive. And my passion is very similar to yours through the film, the rodeo, the ranching lifestyle is to connect a lot of good people with one focus. And that's uh, help America be strong again. Well, hey, Scott, I really appreciate you taking the time and coming on and sharing with us uh, everything you guys are doing at uh, Western Harvest Ministries. And it's just kind of great to to look back and, and hear about your career and just the history and your family is uh, just amazing. So um, look forward to, you know, just watching you grow and uh, see what you guys do and, and how many more lives you guys touch. And, uh, and again, um, just think it's a, a great thing you're doing. And um, Really, really happy for you. Well, thanks again, too, Dan. Thank you for all you're doing through Modern Cowboy. I've been watching, and uh, it's just an honor to be a guest of yours today. I love your sponsors and the people that are backing you, and that's really what the Western world needs is just more good people connecting and sharing those stories and uh, really just archiving some things of the past, but uh, also keeping us relative with the technology in the forefront. And, uh, you know, working together, I know together we can make a difference in this country. Absolutely. I agree. Well, thanks again, Scott. You have a great day and then we'll be in touch. Thank you, Dan. Hey, I want to thank all of our listeners and sponsors of the show. Without you, the show would not be possible. We so appreciate the reviews and ratings, which increases awareness in our effort to grow the fan base of the cowboy rodeo and Western lifestyle culture. If you are new to the show or have been a listener for a while and have just not had the opportunity to rate and review the podcast, it's really simple. Just trot your pony over to the iTunes Apple Podcast, click on the show, scroll down to rate and review, and give us a five-spur rating. The podcast is available on Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher, as well as many other platforms where you listen to podcasts. Just type Modern Cowboy Podcast into the search bar to subscribe, listen, rate, and review. And if you're interested in being a sponsor of the show to showcase your business, DM us on Instagram at Modern Cowboy Podcast or message us on our website, www.moderncowboypodcast.com. But I give her hell, he never can tell. Someday I just might be. We'll turn a few steers. And we'll tell a few lies Kick back in the saddle And philosophize Most of life's problems Yeah, we're gonna solve them Down at the rope and pin 
Yeah, we don't do it for the money You were always broke Just ask Clint what he paid a rope Now he's lost a dozen wives Half the fingers on his hands To the rope and pin And it takes a little skill And a little luck If you can talk smack If you can back it up Oh, but we're all friends no matter who wins, down at the rope and Next weekend, down 